All right, welcome back to another episode of the Throws Doc Podcast. I'm your doc, Dr. Charles Inferno. We're writing scripts to cure your throwing ailments. And ailments we're going to talk about today, like I say, oftentimes, not really an ailment necessarily, but reflecting on D3 Outdoor Nationals, looking at the numbers, if you will, and performances and distances and uh, downloading Excel files. Well, creating Excel files. I wish it was easy to download that stuff. Um, had some inside conversations with some coaches, not at nationals, but after the fact of performances and season best and personal best and all these different things. And in the throws this year, similar to um, last year, we did see as many seasonal best or personal best throws. Uh, just offhand because I uh, it's most fresh in my mind. Men's discus of the All-Americans. We had one personal best and season best for that matter. One out of eight. Uh, I'm not going to get into all of the semantics and things right now. But uh, in conversation with other coaches and looking at numbers and um, running some things, it's just really interesting where last year just took a very broad, broad overview of how many athletes had personal best throws or how many performances were there were personal best or season best throws out of the, the general body of throwers. And this year, just kind of taking a little deeper look on the surface right now, looking at athletes closest to their entry marks, at least, right? Uh, not necessarily if it's their uh, personal best, but their seasonal best mark of their seed mark, you know, going into into the meat, right? And on the on the surface. Is what I shared with other other coaches that it seems as though statistically female throwers tended to be closer to their seasonal best at the seed mark than male throwers. So let me say that again. Female throwers, just throwers, tended to be closer to their seed mark than male throwers. And when you look at that on the surface, there were more female athletes that had personal best and season best throws. Um, just on the surface, right, of the 80, well, there weren't 88 female throwers because there were multiple throwers that threw in multiple events, right? Um, same, similar with the men, there were a couple of men, there were three actually that made the finals in the shot, discus, and hammer two made the two made both finals excuse me where there were multiple that made the finals in two events right hammer disc shot disc shot hammer but on the surface female throwers tended to be closer to their seed mark than the men and uh i'm not really sure well i do have a couple of ideas they're just ideas i don't know if, if it's actual like i don't know if that's it's not a generalization of anything, right? But I wonder if that's the, if that holds true because of technique, 
because of, I don't really know, to be honest with you. There's just a guess on technique. Females are able to maintain better, better technique in higher stress situations than male throwers, where the better technique is going to give the female athletes, excuse me, female athletes, a better opportunity to uh, throw closer to their personal best if their technique is more on point uh, than the male throwers. But I didn't really see a lot of technical breakdowns. Watch the men's. Uh, discus start to finish and men's hammer start to finish uh, and it didn't seem like that there was anything like too crazy going on or what have you um, as far as like technical breakdowns but anyway like just on the surface and I remember having a conversation with somebody about this when I coached at Fredonia uh, that my theory or just outlook on coaching back then was the female throwers are able to maintain better posture, better technique, um, just in general, as far as like a technical model than male throwers are. But, I don't, but I'm not sure, just thinking back then, if it's because men are stronger, so they, they feel that they have that little bit of, um, they can muscle things out there, as opposed to females, where there really isn't, that isn't the case. Where they were female throwers, I'm just talking out loud, thinking out loud, are able to maintain technique more just because of like their strength levels at the, at the collegiate level, especially like Division Three. We're not talking about professional throwers here, D3 athletes, uh, where we have access to them for you know maybe four or five years, depending on the situation. But I just wonder if if that's the case, if that's why where last year there were more female throwers that, that had seasonal bests at nationals, outdoor, uh, more female throwers that uh, threw closer to their PR than um, or seasonal best than the men. And the same held true this year. Uh, men's hammer a couple of personal bests, but then there's some other throwers that uh, were well below their seed marks, right? There were this year, five men that came over 60 meters that were seated over 60 meters. Two, two people threw over 60 meters, one of which had a PR of 60 meters. So, in actuality, only one male hammer thrower out of the 22 um, came in closest. Um, right? And I think that's what we're trying to, what I'm trying to wrap my mind around and um, trying to figure out like if there's a, a statistical model or a way that we can identify that or if it's just mindset those athletes are better prepared for the rigors of nationals because the throwers that were that competed yesterday or my goodness yesterday this week for most of them it wasn't their first go-round at nationals so we kind of get away from that uh nervousness or maybe that anxiety or just maybe that um, being a little more amped up in the situation um, as opposed to as opposed to not but I don't know you know I think it's I think it's interesting conversation uh, I hope there's a little bit of engagement with that on um, you know what allows throwers at this level national level the um, what allows them to compete well? Like what factors play a role in their performances there?
I could speak with confidence with Dylan because I coached him and I know what we did and I know what we went through and what he went through and how we prepared. But I don't know if other coaches do the same thing or or how it it works or how they work. It would be interesting to think about that. What would be a great way to take a deep dive? Maybe do like a case study like Dan Chambliss did with Mission Viejo Swimming and do that with a, a college program and follow them throughout the course of a season and see how how their season plays out and what how coaches interact with their athletes because it's totally different. Um, lots of different ways coaches interacted with athletes at Nationals uh, this past weekend. I just wonder, I don't know if anybody else wonders, I, I, don't, I don't think anything happens by chance or like luck or anything like that. I do think there is a method to the madness. I'm just trying to figure out what that is because I think if we were able to pin that down, at least come close to understanding or, or I don't know, figuring out what it is, that it would help new newer coaches, right? Like try and figure out what it is that's going to help them and help give their athletes the best opportunities to be successful, right? I don't think there's secrets, right? There isn't like this magic recipe, I don't think. Otherwise, everyone would be on it, right? I'm just trying to figure out what it is that's going to help our kids perform best when it matters most, right? Like you work, you spend all this time, all this effort, all this energy at, you know, trying to qualify for nationals and then you get to nationals. Um, you, know, you want kids to have, have good performances, I think anyway, right? But how, how do we do that?